Welcome to the Back in Action Podcast. Are you a weekend warrior, a current or former high-performing athlete, or do you just have questions about what a chiropractor can do for you in a rehab setting? Here, we'll dive into the world of chiropractic and exercise rehab and how they both can be utilized to get you back in action. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the Back in Action Podcast. We have with us today our second guest on the podcast. Uh, Deny, he got his bachelor's degree in kinesiology um, at Western University, where he also was a former college swimmer. He currently has his CSCS. He's living in Toronto. He must have big bucks because I don't think I know anyone else who can afford to live there. Um, He's also a personal trainer and he has his own remote online coaching business. So Deny, take it away. Tell us about yourself a little bit. All right. Beautiful. After that introduction. Okay. So yeah. Um, so yeah, like Bridget said, I grew up a competitive swimmer. So I swam competitively 15 years all the way through my undergrad. And then basically kind of after that, like I got into, I got into personal training slash strength and conditioning, kind of the opposite approach that most people tend to take. A lot of people will start at like some big box gym and kind of slowly transition into high performance. I was really lucky and I had an opportunity to coach the Western swim team where I swam as well. So it was a pretty easy transition. So I was able to do that for a couple of years. And then shortly after that, I moved into, I guess, the private sector of personal training. Um, I currently work out of a small gym and yeah, that's basically it. And then I kind of guess like going after like competitive swimming after I finished, I didn't really want to stop being an athlete. So I pretty much turned to running as like, unless you're on like the national team, there's no real path to go after university for swimming. And that just wasn't really my caliber. And I still wanted to stay active. I still wanted to compete. Like I'm overall a pretty competitive person. So I thought the most logical step after was like, okay, I'm going to sign up for my first marathon. So that ended up being October, 2019. It was probably the worst experience of my life because I was severely undertrained going into that race. But for some reason, after that, I was kind of hooked. And that's kind of the intro to, I guess, my endurance endeavors. And now it is just like kind of excelled even further. But yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, take us through a little bit what your training looks like, because obviously, like a few of us are former college athletes or just former athletes in general. And uh, I know for us, it was kind of like a big leap. Not really a big leap, I shouldn't say that, but there was definitely a transition from training for your sport and now training just as, I don't want to say average individuals, but it kind of is like that. So take us through what your training looks like now and how it differs from everything you you did in college. Um, in terms of time, quite honestly, it's like almost the same ish give or take it just depends on like where i am in the season off season like everyone like volume is pretty low um but kind of right now i'm starting to transition into i guess like a preseason almost trying to get ready for the uh, marathon slash ironman season um which kind of starts up in may so my volume has been slowly ramping so in terms of like cardiovascular so like swim bike and run i'm only averaging right now about 10 hours of training a week and then I lift about anywhere between two to three sessions that can last between one to two hours depending who I'm lifting with like if I'm lifting with friends we just start shooting the shit and then we just like end up being at the gym for way too long that we need um so yeah give or take about 
10 to 15 hours of training a week right now. And then as the season progresses, that amount of volume will increase as well. Um, in terms of like that compared to college swimming, I think like in college swimming too, it wasn't that much. I want to say that not that much, but I did swim. I think we swam about seven times a week, um, two hour practices each. And then we had like strength, uh, weight room three times a week for an hour. And then we had like dry lands, but overall, like I was in the sprint group. So our volume was quite low compared to the rest, um, of like middle distance and distance. So in terms of like time commitment, it wasn't really that much, but it's been a big transition for me going from like power, like base sport all the way to like ultra endurance. Yeah, that's sweet. And like, I kind of felt that too. Cause like me transitioning from like former college athlete into like, you know, not playing sports anymore. It was definitely like a lot different. Like you have to fill your time with different things. So that's awesome that yeah. you like found, you know, running and, uh, the Ironmans too, to kind of like mm -hmm. fit that competitive need too. Um, but I have a question just based off of like, cause obviously like you're a hybrid training. Like if you, if you, uh, follow your stuff on like Instagram and like, it's a lot of strength training plus like endurance. Um, but in terms of the strength training, like with Ironmans and, and incorporating that within like training for Ironmans, do you base any of your strength training off of like any of the specific events? Like, you know, obviously you're a former swimmer, but are you kind of gearing your strength training towards, uh, whether it be like running, biking or swimming? Um, not necessarily, to be honest, like I kind of went through like last season, it was like all my weight training was like geared towards like triathlons and stuff like that. But now more so it's like, I just like training like strength and hypertrophy just cause it's fun. It's fun to go in and get like a gym pump. Cause yeah. that's something I've like never really been used to like just lift even some going heavy shit. through. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like even going through like, um, even going through like high school, university, um, even like post university too, like getting into running. My strength training has always been as of, it's always been like a mode to increase athletic performance. That's all I ever saw it as. I never saw, like, I never went into the gym just to like chase a pump or anything like that. Or even like, I knew that like the amount of weight that I was lifting on the bar did not always correlate with how fast I swam. Like me swimming faster is going to make me a faster swimmer, right? It wasn't like indicative of, um, how much weight I could squat or how much weight I could bench. So I always knew it from that standpoint. And then kind of just going into like this past off season, kind of just like getting into strength training more. I've been like hanging out with like a lot of trainers too. So it's just been like kind of fun. And it's also just nice to like, I guess, like look a little bit better too like i think a lot of people get into strength training for like aesthetic purposes um for the most part and it's just been kind of fun like being able to like look good be strong but also have like a super high endurance capacity as well it's like a little bit of a flex <laughs> yeah definitely like that whole thing of like the hybrid athlete and like and balancing that i feel like is so sweet because like you know for for at least for me like i remember being taught in uh university like i went to u of t and like probably in the first year they started dropping like you know the the interference effect and how like you can't you can't possibly do cardio and strength training and make strength training gains um and i was like wait like i don't know if that makes sense like there's so many athletes out there that are continuously doing like high intensity cardio um and also balancing strength training and you look at them and they're like jacked i'm like obviously some of that's a genetic component, but, um, I guess that kind of leads me to my next question in terms of just, 
you know, what are your thoughts on the whole interference effect and like the, the old like adage that like running kills gains? Um, yeah, definitely. I think like the interference effects comes in at a point. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily like, I think at, at, at a certain point in time, for sure. Like, I definitely think if you're trying to excel at a high level in both at the same time, it's probably not going to be the best. Like you can even look at it at some of like the top athletes in the world. Like if you look at triathletes, um, if you look at even like some track athletes too, that try to do like multiple events. Um, I can't remember at the top of my head, there's like the event in track that they do like a whole bunch of things that they have like the 400 meter, they have like javelin, a whole bunch of things. I yeah, don't remember d- what the decathlon. The yeah, decathlon, decathlon. Yeah. yeah, decathlon. Right? Something like that. So where it's Those like guys are freaks. Like yeah, insane. they are, right? But if you were to put them all like into all those events, like individually, they wouldn't win. Like they wouldn't be ranked as high. They would definitely be still at like a world-class level. Don't get me wrong. Even if you look at the top triathletes in the world uh, that do swim, bike and run, definitely like elite status. But if you were to put them against like the top of the top, like runners, top of the top bikers, top of the top swimmers, they're not going to do as well. So even if you look at it at a high performance sport, there definitely is like a bit, like there definitely is like an interference effect to a point, but what that point is when it comes to strength training and when it comes to running, I think, I think there's like give and take. Definitely. Um, you can definitely excel at both. And it also depends on where you're starting from. I think that's a really big thing. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, but definitely to a point, like you'll see like that, like one or the other is going to start interfering with each other for sure. But not to say that you can't excel in both. Um, I just had a kind of another question, just sticking with like the running theme. Um, one thing that I've been trying to look up more information about is, you know, the difference between like weight training and resistance training and the benefits it has for specific athletes. And what I mean by the resistance training is like using actual bands to like work on like explosive movements and things like that, or explosive mechanics as opposed to weight training. Um, so I just wanted to get your take on that. Like, do you think that resistance band training is more beneficial in certain sports such as running as opposed to actual like free weight weightlifting? Or do you think that's something that anyone can benefit from either of them? And maybe it's an obvious answer. I just didn't know if you wanted to kind of like dive into that a little bit and just talk about the differences um in those two types of training for sure so i think like when it comes to like resistance and like weightlifting again i think they're like they're both different types of modalities that can be used in terms of training how you use them um is up to the coach but that being said like i think at the end of the day it's like all these things are all like tools to help excel but i think at the end of the day you're not going to get better at the sport unless you do the actual sport right so like I think every single coach, every single strength and conditioning coach um, out there all have their own philosophies. And I don't think I'd say I could put one over the other, but I definitely see value in both um, both methods of training for sure. But I wouldn't, I don't think I would put one over the other. I would say for me personally, I would probably lean towards more um, like traditional uh, strength training just because that's what I'm more comfortable in. Um, not to say that I wouldn't ever use bands or like types of resistance trainings, but that's just something that I haven't really like gone down the avenue with. Yeah. Cause I was just curious with that one, especially cause I remember always hearing back in school, like, especially with our track athletes, like they would talk about how like they wouldn't want to get bulky. So like half of them like wouldn't want to go do the weight training 
Um, so they, but they always had options for resistance band training. So I just wasn't sure if there was like anything to that whole, like if you see runners ever do that, like, oh, I don't want to get bulky or anything like that. Or like if that is something you can completely debunk because weight training can help you all together and anything. Yeah, for sure. Like I definitely, yeah, weight training can help all together. And I think when it comes to like being bulky, like I think we all know, like it's like building on muscle takes a lot of time. Like it's not like they're going to go in like two months and they're just going to be like, 20 pounds like heavier than what they were like before right all these things take time and that being said too it's like everyone kind of like if you look at like all the athletes like basketball players football players track athletes whatever um they all kind of form like the shape of the sport they all kind of look like a, either a track athlete or they all kind of look like a basketball player they look like a football player so i think like no matter what even though like you know, there's the whole like thing that weights can make you bulky. I think there's a lot of like nutritional dietary interventions that go along with that. Um, even like phasing out um, seasons of like weightlifting. Cause I know like, especially like with runners, like going into like a big in season, like their weight training isn't going to be as heavily emphasized just because they're probably going to be want to try to stay on the track as long as they can, or trying to stay running as long as they can, whatever. Um, so I don't think that they have, I don't think they really have the time to go through like a whole, like even like a hypertrophy phase of like being able to build on like size and mass. I think a lot of the gains that they'll make will be a lot like neuromuscular for the most part. And I think that's where they'll see the most benefits from weight training, but to say, to actually induce like a hypertrophy effect, I think it would be, it would be pretty hard in my opinion. Awesome. Uh, so as the resident NARP of the group, uh, we're going to turn, turn it back a lot. Now, we know you do some online coaching and all of that. Now, are your clients kind of in that Ironman or marathon stage? Like, do you train people that you essentially are training to be? Or do you have a different kind of like client base that you typically look for? Um, yeah, like, my client base honestly is super varied for the most part. Like I don't just train runners. I don't just train triathletes. Like I train quite a bit of quote unquote general population people online and as well in person. Um, but I do coach a little bit of running. I coach a little bit of like people who kind of do the same thing as me, like kind of wanting to do like both like strength and also um, increase a cardiovascular base. Um, I don't think I say I like seek a client per se or like some I have like a type of like client avatar I just like working with good people at the end of the day and I think I have a pretty vast skill set that applies to I think I can like that applies to like most people awesome yeah, yeah awesome now for your clients they obviously like you're gonna run into some like injury and setbacks and all of that how do how do you find like you're able to kind of mitigate and manage those setbacks with a lot of your clients if you're doing like do you do your a lot of your coaching online or a lot of it in person with most of those clients uh it's a mix of both so okay. i have a pretty good mix of like in-person clients and online as well um in terms of like mitigating injury when it comes to that i think just like being realistic and just making sure that the client themselves are not like overshooting the RPE or shoot overshooting um, certain workouts. I think that goes like a long way. And we just like the same like approach as like most people is just like linear progression in terms of volume, um, intensity, et cetera. And just being like realistic and like phasing certain goals. Like, like say like I'm, I'm working with like a hybrid athlete. Um, their goal is to run like a marathon 
I don't know, let's say in October. So like right now we can kind of start building into that, but be like a little bit more strength heavy. But as we start phasing into like getting closer to the race, some of the strength training is going to take a little bit of a setback and its focus is going to be way more on running. So it's kind of just like a fine balance of like volume and load, but that's the, the biggest things that I like play with for the most part. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And so to get, obviously you obviously have a great client base, but uh, how did you start market, like marketing yourself to get to like such a wide variety of yeah, so just like working out of the gym that I work out of at. Um, so it's not so much like a big box gym where like, let's say you have people just like walking in like 24-7, like you have a lot of leads. Um, like this is like a pretty small like private gym. It's only like scheduled like one-on-ones. Um, so I was able to start off just building up like a bunch of like gen pop people, some athletes, like a whole bunch of like different various people just come through the gym. And then just going through there, it's been like referrals through clients that I currently have. That's the biggest one. And then other ones is just like social media too. For the most part, like my social media, like is probably not the best approach that most people would re probably recommend in terms of like business and everything. But I just want to be like the most authentic um, as possible. And I don't really want to be someone that I'm not. Like I'm not the type of guy that's going to be on there and be like, oh, here are like five like run tips that you should try like that just to me doesn't seem like super organic like I don't want to put up like my phone and just be like doing all these things uh, so just kind of like the way I use my social media is just like kind of sharing my journey and just trying to get basically people who stumble upon my page just know that I'm like an actual human being not some like weirdo basically yeah. And I feel like that's something that a lot of social media people are doing now. They're trying to be this perfect person, whereas you get the people that are real and it's like, well, this is my journey. Like come on my journey with me. And this is how I approach it and do all of that. And that's something that I think like, especially nowadays is kind of lacking. They don't get the raw organic kind of input and results. They're like, this is what I want to portray myself as. And then I have all what I actually am over on a completely different like spectrum. Yeah, exactly. And like, I try to be like the exact same way that I am on social media in person so that people know what they're getting. It's like, oh, they're like reading through my social media. Yeah, sometimes I'll do some like long caption posts, whatever. Um, but they kind of get a sense of like my tone of voice and like kind of like who I am so that when they're like ready to sign up or if they're interested in signing up, they at least like know what they're getting. And that process is like expedited like um exponentially it's like most of the time people are reaching out especially through my instagram they already are like okay i'm like ready to work with you and i'm like oh wow this is easy cool let's like sign you up boom, boom boom this is like my process blah 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 yeah that's sweet like now that we're kind of touching upon like you know clients and stuff like so say someone comes to your insta and like you know wants to sign up and they have goals of like being a hybrid athlete. So say they want to, you know, like run a marathon as fast as they can, but then they also want to lift some like heavy ass weight. Like how do you approach working with that client and what does that kind of look like? So I think the biggest thing is like, I kind of touched upon before is just, again, being realistic with goals that it's like, okay, like you're not going to be able to do, like you can do both to an extent, right? Like it's like, if you're trying to go, I don't know, whatever time you want to go for the marathon, it's like, you're probably not going to be, you know, hitting the deadlift platform like two weeks prior and expecting to like PR. Like maybe you can, 
whatever. But I think there's just like way too much of uh, there's just like way too much volume, load, and intensity that goes along with it. That has to be you have to be like mindful of, especially when training for both like maximal strength and both endurance. So I think the biggest thing is like, okay, realistic with the goals, like let's segment our year or in season that if you want to like try to peak for a powerlifting meet, sure, we can do that at this date. And then let's give like a couple months at least to like build up into like a marathon or something like that. So that's probably the most realistic approach that I would take because at the end of the day, it's like, I don't want anyone getting hurt. Like I don't want to be the one responsible for that. So for me, my approaches is like, I would say I'm more so on like the safe side when it comes to even like increase in run volume, increasing strength. I think I play it a lot more on the safe side just because I have like pretty bad experience myself getting, um, getting injured from doing way too much volume, way too fast. So how do you go about then? Like, um, like if you almost had, like, if you had a patient ask you to kind of give them a programming rundown, like as a runner, um, what does that look like in terms of like controlling, um, their volume, like in that endurance athlete, like how would you go about like telling them to break that down? Yeah. So at first it's like, gotta see where they're coming from. If they're coming from no running, then we're probably going to start off at like 20 minute, like walk jogs, just because like, this is like one of the, well, one of the biggest things that I find wrong with like beginner runners, especially is that a lot of people think they're like, quote unquote, out of shape, but most of the time it's like they're just starting off way too fast just because they have like no concept of like what real time RPE is while running. Right. So a lot of people will start and be like, Oh, this feels like super easy. And then um, they'll get like five minutes in and they're like halfway down the block and they're just gassed, like heaving for air. Right. Just because they're not able, they just have no concept of what like in um, real time RPE is, or even any like things that pace it. So biggest thing is like finding out what their starting point is. If they have a history with running, that makes things a lot easier Then I can kind of program with that. Um, but I think there's like a big rule, especially in running that is like, you shouldn't increase your volume more than 10% a week. Um, I kind of stick to that rule, give or take, I think just like a meeting the person where they're at, seeing where they're coming from, and then just kind of going from there. Also, I'm going to apologize. The boys warned me before the episode not to say patient and to say client, but uh, I was cocky <laughs> and I said, no, I won't do that. And I think I did it like six times. You but, blew it. Uh, All good. You're good. You're I good. blew it. Um, Connor did have a question. He put it in our group chat, but I don't know if he has the balls to ask it, but Connor, I think I'll you should. Ask it. Yeah. So could you get me to run a marathon? So I when? am... Uh, let's say the end of this year, I've got no, I've, I am 248 pounds of pure, just brick shithousery. Pure and Twinkies and beer. I thought you were going to say bologna yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> no, I, I, the only running I did was, uh, I was a 400 meter runner in high school. And then I found out that I like food, beer and lifting heavy weights too, like a lot more. Do you think you could get me to run? Let's let's go half marathon. I think I could do, but a full marathon, I can. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I could do it, but I think you could probably get me to do it in somehow. Easy, hundred percent. I absolutely could. So if we're honestly, if I'm being like completely realistic, endurance for the most part, yes, it's a lot physical, but it's a lot mental. 
Like it is a huge mental game. Like you would be sh- like, you'd probably be shocked at the people you see rock up on the Iron Man start line. Like I'd be, I was there and I'm just like, you, you're doing this. You're doing this race right now. Like when I was in, um, so my first Ironman ever, I did Ironman Florida in 2021. Um, and yeah, I rocked up to the start line. I'm just like looking around and I just see some of these athletes and I'm just like, wow, you're really going to, you can do this. And it's just like, yeah, not to say that you look out of shape or anything, but it's just like these, some of these people are just like, they just look extremely out of shape. And I was like, you're trying to go out for like, what is probably going to take you 15 to 17 hours. Like amazing kudos to you right like it's like wow but i really learned now like going through like going through my marathon going through my ironman even having like friends too like i had one of one of my best friends who is um like probably trained like two weeks before and he's like 230 like super like out of shape and he did it and i was like wow i was like surprised i thought he was gonna like cut out but i really learned that a lot of the times endurance is all mental especially when the goal is just to complete if all you want to do is like okay this is my bucket list bucket list item i just want to like do a marathon yeah 100 i think you could actually do one next week if you wanted to all right well uh you'll see me at the end of the year uh doing something i hope probably not but we'll see for sure definitely uh in the physical like i don't think i've done anything endurance i get gas walking to the fridge so having the mental capacity i was really hoping thinking that bridget was gonna chime in and hurt me a little bit but she was keeping it the uh, nice and pg i think i bit my tongue <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um no the, i mean you gave us a lot of great stuff today um i did have another question just because i obviously creeped on your instagram a couple times um, and one of your posts that um, I found interesting was you were talking about the definition of fitness. So I was wondering if you could maybe just like our viewers who might not follow you on Instagram, which by the way, viewers, if you don't, we tagged him in our latest post. So go on and check him out. Um, but yeah, just uh, how in your mind, how do you define fitness? And like, if your patients asked you, like what fitness means, like how would you, in your own words, describe it? To me, honestly, like I think fitness is so, can be, it's such a general term of like, how does one look fit? Because I think that just because you look a certain way doesn't mean you're gonna, you're actually like fit, I guess, if that's the right word. But like, I think it just really depends on the person and what they really want. Like, I think if a client just came up to me, it's like, hey, do you think I'm fit? And I was like, I don't know. How do you feel? Do you feel good? Like, do you feel strong? Are you in pain? Can you like walk up the stairs and like be okay? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'd say you are, especially if they don't have like any sports specific goals. They don't have any like, I don't know, big body composition goals, like per se. Like, I think, I think that's the biggest thing is just making sure that you're healthy for the most part, um, able to move well without pain. Um, I think those two are like pretty good core pillars, but like, for me, like example, like I'm supposed to do an Ironman in August and to say I'm fit for an Ironman right now, I'm not fit. So, but that's super generally speaking, just on me, like I'm not fit enough to complete that task and complete that sport, but to say I'm out of shape right now, like to probably 95, 99% of people, I'm definitely not out of shape. Right. So 
I think one of the things that's like, yeah, like people can look in shape too and be like in the worst shape possible. Like if you look at people stepping on the stage at the Olympia, they're like shredded to the bone, but they're also like half dead at the same time, right? Just because of getting down to that amount of body fat, having to dehydrate themselves too, to be able to get that like shredded look. To say that those people are fit at that given moment is very like far from the truth. And like, even me, like, going through like my Ironman prep, like if you were to see me like visually, in my opinion, like I don't think I looked super in shape. Like if people were to be like, oh, I don't know, just looks like a regular dude. Like I wasn't like crazy cut. I wasn't crazy like lean or like had that like athletic body by any means. Uh, but I definitely had the aerobic capacity to go run a marathon and go do an Ironman. So I think it's like a super broad, super general term. But it also is very person and very task dependent. Yeah, I like that you said that it's task dependent too, um, especially because like you said, it kind of goes into the, the person's goals and I don't know, everyone kind of has their own definition of fitness. And obviously then there's that difference between being in shape and just, you know, the aesthetic looking fit and um, all that. But all right, tonight, awesome. You you were a great guest to have. We were super excited to have you. And uh, we definitely gained a lot of perspective and knowledge from you. So thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having and me. And then uh, if you could let our viewers know if you just want to give a shout out to your own Instagram and have them give you a follow, just because I don't have my phone. But uh, yeah, I'll get have it. You so do that. My Instagram handle is deny.se. So D-A-N-A-I dot S C and you can hit me up there and yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, um, if you're not already following us and subscribing, get to it. Cause, uh, we just want to keep trying to grow this thing, get more guests on and talk all things, coaching sports, rehab and chiropractic. So thanks for listening and we will see you next time. That's a great send off. <laughs> Beautiful. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thanks for having me on.